Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the DK Pittsburgh Sports Lolly Steelers podcast. I'm Dale Lolly here. Uh, it's a uh, just after the 4th of July, and it's time to uh, talk a little more Steelers here as we uh, head into July. Of course, July, the month where the Steelers will start uh, training camp here. They'll kick that off later this month. Sometime later this week, we will get uh, the information on what exactly is going to go down with the Steelers training camp, how that's going to work, all the uh, particulars on that. But we don't have that yet. And so I thought today would be a good day to talk about who's the most underrated player on the Steelers roster. And uh, I've got one that comes to mind immediately for me, and that player would be Stefan Tuitt. Uh, I know for a long time, a, a lot of player, a lot of people, a lot of fans would talk about Stefan Tuitt as possibly being overrated at least by Steeler fans uh and then last year he comes out in 15 games and posts 45 tackles 11 sacks uh he had uh 25 quarterback hits he had 10 tackles for a loss uh two pass defense or three pass defenses and, and two forced fumbles uh he was quite frankly a dominant force um, you know, so I, I look at that and if you want to measure how that or see how that measures up against the rest of the league, that the 11 sacks, which was a career high for him. If you look at defensive tackles around the league, the only one who had more than that who's a, as a defensive tackle. Actually, there were two guys because one was Aaron Donald and the other defensive tackle was Leonard Williams. Uh, Leonard Williams listed like Stefan to it as a defensive end, but they're both actually defensive tackles. Um, Donald had uh, uh, 45 tackles, 13 and a half sacks last season. Um, one pass defense, Leonard Williams, uh, 57 tackles, 11 and a half sacks, one pass defense, and then to it with the uh, 45 tackles, 11 sacks and three pass defenses. Um, just uh, really coming into his own as a player, didn't get the recognition, I think, league-wide that maybe he deserved uh, for that kind of season. There weren't that many players last year, if you look at it. Sacks were down across the league. Uh, so you're only talking about 10 players in the entire NFL last year who reached double-digit sacks, and the Steelers had two of them. They would have probably had three if Bud Dupree doesn't get hurt. He had eight in the Steelers' first 11 games, missing the last five games 
with that torn ACL. So the Steelers would have had three out of 11 uh, guys who finished the season with double digits and sacks. And this folks is why, uh, you know, the Steelers defense is, is so good. I know people uh, want to get focused on numbers on the, on the overall numbers. Well, what's their ranking going to be? What are they going to be in, in overall defense or total defense or points against all those kind of things. And I get it. Those stats are all very important, but the Steelers pass or the Steelers defense as a whole is set up to rush the passer. And when you rush the passer, well, it creates big plays. Uh, it creates interceptions. It creates forced fumbles. It creates havoc with the, uh, the opposing offense. So this is what they're built to do. So even if they take a little bit of a step back this year, uh, defensively uh, with the loss of Bud Dupree, uh, the loss of Steven Nelson, the loss of Mike Hilton, they're still going to rush the passer. That's what they do. That's what they're built to do. That's what they're, you know, this defense is designed to get after opposing quarterbacks. And so nobody, no team in the league does it better than this one. Uh, the Steelers have led the sacks in uh, league in sacks four straight years. Prior to them doing it three straight years, no team had ever done that. The most anybody had done was two straight years. So the Steelers uh, did that three straight years and now they've done it four straight years. No other teams come close to doing that. So uh, that that's why that, you know, this defense still has a chance to be good uh, if not great this season, despite some of the losses that they've had. And Stefan to is a big reason for that. He's 28 years old. Uh, he's just coming into his prime. I mean, if you, if you take a look at, at his career trajectory uh, measured against that with Cam Hayward, um, you, you start to see some of the similarities there. Cam Hayward, uh, prior to – he had his big, break, big breakout year, 12 sacks in 2017 at age 28. Stephon Tuitt just turned 28. Uh, Hayward had had some good seasons before that, seven and a half sacks in 2014 as a 25-year-old, uh, a seven sacks in – 2015 as a 26-year-old, but it wasn't until 20, 2017 that he had his first double-digit sack season, which was also the first time that he was named All-Pro. Uh, now, he's been named All-Pro twice in the last four years. He's been a Pro Bowl player in each of the last four years, so that's the kind of career trajectory that you're looking at here for Stefan Tuitt. Uh, I, I do believe there's more left in the tank. People forget he came into the league. He was just 21 years old. Um, so this is a guy who has 79 career starts under his belt uh, by age 27. Uh, he's going to add to that this year. He's already played 91 career games uh, by age 27. And, you know, the, if, if you look at that, um, you know, again, measuring it against what Hayward did, uh, by, by age 27, Cam Hayward, 87 games, 52 starts. Uh, he had 25 sacks by age 27. Tuitt has 34 and a half. So there's there's some similarities there, you know. I think the Steelers are, are have a nice mix there uh, with those two guys. Uh, yes, Cam Hayward's getting a little up in age, but he's his game's built on power. It's not built on speed. Um, so I don't know that Father Time is going to suddenly catch up with him real quickly. You know, by the way, over the last uh, his last uh, four seasons, um, he has 33 sacks in those last four seasons, and that includes. You know, only a four sack season in 2020. Now I say only four sacks. He still had 19 quarterback hits. He still had seven tackles for a loss. Still had a very good season. Um, and I still think that he could have 
another big season this year. Uh, that's certainly possible for him. So that's why you look at that, that Steelers defense and say, this could still be pretty good because teams can't just block TJ Watt. You have to account for Stefan to You have to account for Cam Hayward. You have to, are going to have to account for Alex Highsmith. I believe, I think he's going to be a, a player that makes some things happen this year. Uh, but we'll see, uh, you know, how that happens. But to me, I think Stefan to league wide is the Steelers. Most uh, just under uh, he's underrated player league wide when you look at what he's done over the course of his career. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about that Steelers defense, what it could look like in 2021 right after this. Welcome back to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DK Podcast Network. I'm Dale Lolly here, uh, Chris Carter uh, taking the night off here, but I'm uh, here with you. Uh, I know a lot of people, as I mentioned in the previous segment, talking about that Steelers defense and wondering, you know, can it be as good as it was last season? Can it be a dominant defense? Is it a top five defense? Is it a top three defense? Is it a top 10 defense? Here's the thing. As I mentioned, you know, when, when you look at defenses, um, how are you going to measure them? Is it in yards allowed? Is it in points allowed, which is a pretty important thing to me. I think, you know, I think if you're going to measure a defense points allowed is probably the, the biggest way to do it as opposed to just uh, looking at that, um, at those, at those numbers. Uh, but to me, I, I think, you know, the points allowed is the biggest thing. Football siders though, takes measurements of defenses. Uh, they, they, they look at their DVOAs. That's, uh, uh, it's, it's adjusted against the, the average of all the other teams. And so last year, the Steelers, according to, to the DVOA totals, were the number one defense in the NFL, minus 20.2. Minus is a, you're, you're better on the, on, the, on the defensive side of things if you're minus. If you're positive, it's a plus, plus number on the offensive side of things. So not, they were number one, uh, 20, minus 20.2 last season. New Orleans was second at minus 19. Washington was third at minus 18. The Rams were, minus, were fourth at minus 17. Tampa Bay fifth at minus 14.6. Now, to get all the way down to 10 was Arizona at minus 6.6. So you see the gap there. Uh, the Steelers aren't going to suddenly fall off the face of the earth here defensively. They're not going to suddenly drop down, uh, you know, the, the 15th rated defense, 16th rated defenses uh, were Philadelphia and Seattle. Uh, Philadelphia was a point two, Seattle was a point four. They're not going to suddenly become an average defense, you know, that 15, 16, 17 area, which, which is average. They're still, they've still got too much star power to be an average defense or a bad defense. Uh, if you look at what they did uh, in terms of points against last year, it was 19.5 points per game. That was third best in the league behind the Rams and the Ravens. So there's a lot there to work with. The other part of the equation, and Chris and I have talked about this a lot, is the addition of Najee Harris. Um, you know, if they can run the ball effectively, it winds the clock. It eats possession. It gives the offense fewer uh, fewer snaps on the field. And when, you know, if you're eating time up, uh, the Steelers were 10th in, in time of possession last season, uh, despite not having any kind of running game, if they can run the football effectively and score points, 
that puts pressure on the opposing offense to, to try to keep up. They have to throw the ball more, hence more sacks. Uh, the one thing that you, that you want to look at here is turnovers. Last year, the Steelers forced 27. That was second in the league uh, to the Miami Dolphins. If you look back at 2019, the Steelers led the league with 38 forced turnovers. Turnovers are tough to predict, but I'll say this. When you have a good pass rush, you're going to force turnovers, and the Steelers have done that pretty consistently here over the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, I, I think they've got guys that take the football away, Minka Fitzpatrick being key among those. Uh, T.J. Watt has turned into a pretty good ball hawk, a guy who can take the football away. Uh, even though he, I think he only forced four fumbles last year. Um, you know, I, I still think there's more uh, meat on the bone there for that defensively. So I'm not real concerned about the Steelers defense. I know a lot of people are concerned about the depth. Um, I, I wrote a piece on the DK Pittsburgh sports um, that would be Tuesday about, you know, the, the front seven depth or the front line depth, I should say. And I consider the front line, the three defensive linemen and the two edge rushers, I know a lot of people are concerned about that edge depth. Uh, and I have one person write that, that uh, you know, this team's in trouble if they don't find, you know, a third linebacker, a fourth linebacker, or if they go into the season with Cassius Marsh as their, as their third guy there. If you're thinking about that a team is in trouble based on who the number three or four outside linebacker is, it must be a pretty good defense. I'm not concerned a whole lot about that. Yes, depth is certainly something that you can always be better at. You can always have more depth. You can always, you know, have better players. But you have to also be realistic about it in today's NFL. Um, I do know this. The Steelers are going to continue to kick the tires on veteran players. We'll see. Uh, I think they'll go to camp with what they have right now, unless they, you know, decide uh, that there's somebody out there that they just have to have. At the same time, they'll wait until, you know, teams start cutting players. There are a lot of guys out there who they like. They looked at them, they scouted them, uh, you know, through the draft process or they liked them in free agency. And maybe these guys get cut loose at the end of training camp. Sometimes guys aren't good fit in, 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 in particular situations. Um, you know, they may be uh, great as a three, four end. This, this team plays a four, three. Instead, the guy doesn't really fit as a, as a four, three end, but he's a nice fit as a three, four defense uh, outside linebacker. So you can find those guys. You can get those kind of players. And I remind people, this is a team that has played in the past with guys such as Anthony Ciccolo as their number three outside linebacker and got, I'm not going to say great snaps out of Anthony Ciccolo, but they got quality, some quality snaps, some quality games out of Anthony Ciccolo. I've seen them win with, with guys who are, you know, Patrick Bailey. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of guys that they've, they've lined up out there just for a game or two to get by. You can make it work and you can do that because you have that good depth on the front line. You've got Tyson Alulu there. We haven't mentioned him yet. You've got Stefan to it. You've got Cam Hayward, guys that can get after it, um, guys who can rush the passer. Vince Williams on the inside, you know, if he if you find that role for him, is a very good uh, guy rushing the passer from the interior and can even step out and rush on the outside in certain situations. So there is some depth there. They've also got some younger guys here that you want to see, most notably Quincy Roche. Uh, this is a guy that, that put up some big sack numbers uh, two years ago at Temple, uh, last season, maybe not so much at Miami, but there was more competition for him to get to the quarterback at Miami. But there's a, there's something there to like. Uh, he certainly, uh, I think, uh, was an undervalued guy 
in the draft, ending up in the sixth round. I think they got a nice bargain there in Quincy Roche. So I'm not super concerned about that outside linebacker depth just yet. Now, if you get an injury, that's different. But if T.J. Watt gets hurt, you're not replacing him anyways. It doesn't matter who you got on the bench. You're not, you're not replacing T.J. Watt. It's the same thing last year. The defense would have taken a step back if, if instead of Bud Dupree getting hurt, it was T.J. Watt getting hurt. It wouldn't have looked the same. It would have been different. So, yeah, it's a concern, but it's not a major, major concern that some people seem to think that it is. But uh, we'll see how this goes as we continue to get closer and closer to training camp. Um, we'll continue to bring you updates here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Radio. And uh, Chris will uh, you know, be back with us here uh, hopefully soon. And, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll chat a little bit more about everything going on with the Steelers. Um, there's lots of stuff here that you can listen to. Uh, you got DK's daily shots. Uh, we got the, the, the Penguins uh, shots there with, with, uh, with Tom Reed and, and Dave Molinari and Taylor Haas. You can listen to those. We got the, the, uh, the Penn State podcast, the Pirates podcast. Lots of stuff to listen to. Subscribe here for us uh, on, the, on all the uh, Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We appreciate that. Uh, leave us a, a nice uh, update on that or leave us a nice uh, feedback on that. We appreciate that as well. Uh, but that's going to do it for the uh, Carter, uh, the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast today. I'm Dale Lolly uh, for Chris Carter, and we appreciate you listening. 